Welcome back to the No Judge Necessary Podcast, where we got the opinions like DC, we're crazy like KG, and we're as high as O'Malley. We're the podcast for fight fans that want to see fist fly and don't want to wait on the judges. I'm your host, Brick, and as always, my cornerman, Nil, and Maddie P. How we doing, boys? We are here. And Don, no New fights, year, Yeah, no fights for a couple weeks, been kind of losing it, you know, yes, holidays, good, huh? family, all that crap, but like, I'm ready for some fights, but... Before we get into some fights, you know, next year, we got to go over the awards for last year. Big year of fights, but we got ourselves the 2021 Judges Awards. Let's go. Second annual. We're about to start doing this the first Friday of the new year. Uh, It's a week later than everyone else, so maybe you'll actually tune in. Maybe you'll be sick of these awards, but ours might be a little different. Some are kind of super serious. Some are just there for the hell of it, and... We're just here for a good time. So, shall we? We shall. Let's get right into it. First award of the night. We got mm. the knockout of the year. We're the No Judge Necessary podcast. We hate when it goes to decision. So, we love these kind of fighters. Nominees this year are Nganu versus Stipe 2. Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar with that flying knee. Yuri Prochotska versus Dominic Reyes. Usman versus Masvidal 2, Chris Barnett versus John Volante, and Fiziev versus Riddell. A stack category. These are some thumpers. We're coming in hot. Oh, I forgot about a couple of these. Yeah, that was the fun part doing the research for this show. Forgot about Chris Barnett. That's crazy. And the the post-fight flip, that shit was, I mean, fam. Electric. Well, let's not bury the lead. Your winner is Chris Barnett versus John Volante. Really? He said winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh. Let's get a little highlight here. Oh, yikes. We got this on film. Oh, we missed the whole – we missed the spinning <laughs> wheel shit. Oh, what? Yeah, this is not <laughs> This video. is a terrible we video. Missed, we, we literally <laughs> missed it. Like, hold up. We got a, we got a replay? We got yeah, a replay show, here? Show, show. Replay. Oh my god. All right. Oh, there it is. There, there it is. is. All right, there we the go. Spinning heel kick into the then, front flip. Gotta love our boy Chris Barnett. This is gonna be interesting with how these uh, YouTube videos go tonight. <laughs> yeah, these, but these videos are like the Bellator. Hey, love it. Bellator fucking replays over here. <laughs> Really, that was KO of the year. I mean, we had a lot of great ones. Stipe over, I mean, Nganu over Stipe for the belt. The way he did it, too, was hella impressive. Uh, Sanhagen, Edgar, yeah. shit, flying me super early. I would, have remember- I would have been Sanhagen, yeah. to be honest, because just the timing, the perfection, seeing mm-hmm. him drop like that, I was, the mm-hmm. whole place was so quiet. But, hey, you can't beat a Chris Barnett knockout. Come on. No. I guess the dude that big, I didn't even know he can get his foot up there. Yeah. that That's, I think, where you see it. When you see a heavyweight be that kind of an athlete, it truly changes the game. Prohaska versus uh, John Reyes. That was, I mean, that dude, the memes that were made out of that one, like, that, was, that was vicious, bro. That put Yuri on the map. Honorable mention just for the memes, Cheeto Vera versus Frankie Edgar. The knockout Frank wasn't was, great, but the a rough one, man. Frank had a rough year. Yeah. Frankie really did have a rough year. We gotta make that a category next year. Roughest, Roughest year. year. Like who had the rough 
Who had the roughest year? That's rough. <laughs> I'm in. Neil, you want to take the next category? Yeah, we got submission of the year. The first nominee is Clay Guida versus Leandro Santos, rear naked choke. Remember that fight when he was barely on his last limb? Came back and submitted him. The next one, we got Anthony uh, Fluffy Hernandez when he defeated Rodolfo Piero, Armin Guillotine. This guy was like nine-time jiu-jitsu world champ, completely gassed out after the first round. Fluffy Hernandez submitted him. The next nominee is the random bouncer versus Dylan Danis. That one went viral. That was a legendary submission. Uh, the fourth one is Andre Muniz versus Jacare Souza, the inverted armbar. That was he, nasty. That shit was wild. And that and, and nobody submits Jacare like that, so you know it's top-notch. And last but not least, on um, the last card of the year, Jordan Levert versus Matt Sales, the inverted triangle. Ooh, sneaking in there. That was a sneaky one. I like that. Yeah. Now, before we announce, we should all pick who we think is the best. I think. I'm going to go with a very biased take. I got my dog, Clay Guida. I never saw that RNC coming. That was probably one of the comebacks of the year. Like, yeah, that we've was been incredible. in that fight, though. We, we got Clay on that one. Yes, okay, sir. Honorable mention, uh, Mateus Gamrot against um, Jimmy uh, Jeremy Stevens when he commered yeah. his ass in like the first round, that and was everyone nasty. was like, "Oh, like low key, that should have been on the list or is honorable mentions." But we got any these, or am I am I getting too ahead of ourselves? Uh, would you like to announce our winner? Yes, we are yeah. going to announce the winner. We got Random Bouncer versus Dylan Tannis. Yes, I believe we do have some video. This is the Clapping best up. video. Up the he taps here. out. He taps out. I see the tap. He's putting the thumbs up. Putting like the thumbs up and shit. And now tap. he's about to tap. There it is. I love how the oh staff is like standing over him like a ref. I mean, I got to say, that staff, man, has better positioning than Herb D. With the chaos, oh. oh, now he's deep. Now he got the extension. Oh, shit. Now he's having to fight the hands hard. Matty P, is that you in the Zion Williamson shirt? I would never be that disrespectful and stand in the way like that. <laughs> be no, that's him in the gray. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Both of them. Yeah. Now there's more people coming out. Yikes. Oh, now the cops is coming. Oh, my days. See, and this is where I think the security guard really wins this award. Is like when you can change positions and still keep that tom dominant position. You know, that's where his jiu-jitsu game was just elite. Yep, that that's a submission of the year. That Hater is to love it. That is it. The right game. there. Love it. I'll but uh, if we were getting real serious on here, I would think the surprise and the upset of Anthony Hernandez probably leads the the uh, the line on winning this shit, but just the the viralness of the last one, I'm just you can't say no to that. Yeah, and how much nobody likes Dylan Denise. It's perfect. Exactly. Yep. I completely agree, but I like that. I definitely think that uh, Fluffy Hernandez needs his due against Vieira, like. That was against a jiu-jitsu black belt world Wizard. champion. That like seven yeah. times champ. Like, 
And then let's get a little more serious. Um, first team all 2021. So this is kind of like your all NBA, all Madden type team. We got a starting five. Somewhere maybe controversial, but here's what we got. We've got Kamaro Usman, Islam Makhachev, Sean O'Malley, Charles Oliveira, and Ty Tuivasa. A strong class. Great card, great five right there. I mean, can't really argue with any of them. Yeah, they all had yeah. great years. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting when I was doing the research for this. This was definitely a year where, obviously, for you know outside reasons, not entirely controlled by the fighters, but this was a year where a lot of people only had maybe two to three fights. So to really, you know, set yourself apart, to have that big moment like an Usman or Oliveira did, to have those viral moments like O'Malley or Tai Tuivasa did, or to actually be active like Islam did, I think that's what puts you in this class. Well, the reason why is because of roster inflation. It's kind of like the, the NBA with all these 10-day contracts, and it's like that they're handed out because of COVID. Back in 2020, when they were going to Fight Island, people were testing positive. You need someone to come in last minute at the Apex Center. Whatever the case is, people were popping up and coming through, and it's just inflating the roster. And on top of that, they still they brought back the Ultimate Fighter. They've had Contender Series still. So the roster's never been – it's the biggest it's ever been, and I think we're going to see it like guys aren't going to fight crazy amounts per year. Right. And in some ways, for sort of the health of the fighters, I kind of like that. Yeah. But I will say – It waters um, it down somewhat. I don't know. Yeah. I like when there's guys like Kevin Holland that fights like five times in 2020. Correct. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I agree on that. I will say probably for the health of the fighters, it's going to be a better thing that they're only fighting, you know, three, maybe four times a year. But it is going to be a factor where these guys, as we're saying, you're only going to get two or three opportunities to do something big in a year. And as we see with these stacked divisions. I got 15 like, minutes to put on a show. That's, that's it. what Sean O'Malley always says. And it's so true. That's it. And also, first team, all 20, or first team, you you got to – it's it's where you're doing it, too. It's not just, oh, I got four wins on the prelims against nobody. Right. No offense. It's, it's you know, the people who under the pay-per-view lights are consistently coming out and balling. And to me, this was the squad. No doubt. And we had to do a second team all 2021. That class is Juliana Pena, Cyril Gan. Bilal Muhammad, Rose Namajunas, and Marina Rodriguez. Low-key, I think Casey O'Neill should be on this list. I can kind of agree with that. I think – Going to what you just said a second ago, like where did you – That's true. No, that's true, and I agree with that. All right, touche. A little bit of a teaser. I think we'll see Casey O'Neill later, but I think it's exactly that. The stage that she did it on, I think she prepped herself – to you know possibly launch yourself right into this class but this class stand i think stands alone i mean the upset with yeah, juliana Pena that was incredible that was probably one of the moments of the year no one saw that coming zero gone just tearing up the heavy first team huh you could argue first team for Sarah gone absolutely absolutely if he got that title shot if he you know if if basically if that fight that's happening in February happens in December, he probably makes first team. 
he could be fighter of the year possibly too. Could That's be true. If that's very true. I definitely want to give some uh, love to fucking Marina Rodriguez and Bilal. Those yeah, two, super active, mm-hmm. really t- tore up a division. And in a year that, like we said, people weren't extremely active, they both found a way to really get in there and really make a name for themselves. So wanted to give them the love that they deserve. And then next category, what do we got? We got second. Oh, we got first team all COVID. Yeah? Yep. Do we know? What is the difference up? between all COVID and just 2021? So all COVID is a guy like Bobby Green, who maybe you haven't seen for a little bit, and all of a sudden COVID comes around, and this guy is five fights. It's like a Kevin Holland, if you will, like it's five fights like last year. Active and said, fuck it. Yeah, like who, who, kind of, who's the gotcha. most active and said, fuck it? Who had the most unfortunate circumstance of COVID? Who, like, I don't know. It's just your first team all COVID. Like, you just, you had a fucked up year. You couldn't get any fights together, regardless of whatever the case is. Like, I don't know. It's just the BS category of the year. And we only have three nominees for this category this year. It goes to Dan Hooker, Jeff Molina, and Adrian Yanez. It's got to be either Hooker or Molina, I feel like, because Yanez had a hell of a year still. But Dan Hooker, Dan Hooker couldn't even go home. (laughs) Correct. Correct. If there was a winner, that's exactly. If there's a winner of this award, it is absolutely Dan Hooker. What this man's went through. Throughout this year, in the cage, out of the cage, in quarantine, <laughs> it's not out even of quarantine. A it's a loser, really. He got played. Yeah. And um, that's kind of where this that's category where has come is. out of. Or like, say there's a new Fight Island, like someone who goes 6-0 and in a bubble scenario in Fight Island, like that, or like 2-0 and even, or just they fought three times, went like 1-2 and even. That could be like first team all COVID. It's just like anything so, that's COVID related – COVID made Dan Hooker go to 45. Correct. Correct. And it also gave it to Jeff Molina three times. And that's why he's also on this list. And Adrian Yanez just popped up every single time that someone got COVID. They were like, yo, call Yanez. Like, so that's how he snuck onto this list. He benefited. The other two didn't. Harry Hunsucker, another guy who I feel like just like pops out of the blue and is just willing to scrap. Last minute. Yeah, fucked up twice. I don't think. Oh yeah, yo, we didn't recap the 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 last card, but that's cool. But while we're just shooting it, Justin Taffa's head kick was absurd. Through the double guard, just yeah. You want to take the next uh, category, P? Um. Yeah, I gotta look through the notes here. Um, We're on the new newcomer newcomer of the year. Gotcha. Yep, I'm right here. I'm right here. Okay, newcomer of the year. We've got Patty Pimblett, okay. Aaron Blanchfield, Jeff Molina, as discussed, Bruno Blandado Silva, not to be confused with Bulldog, and Casey O'Neill, who we were talking about earlier. Okay. This is what a stat class. What do you guys think? Newcomer. I mean, Patty's an easy Pat, – I mean, Pat, of course, Patty came out the, the woodworks. But right. I think um, Casey O'Neill is a sneaky – a sneaky uh, – But I 
I think this people. is one of these categories where like where you do it at matters. Yeah. You know, like Patty Pimlet came in with the name, did his thing, and got it done. Now Ooh. Aaron Blanchfield also looked impressive, couple wins yeah. and progressed. I will That's say a tough one. Bruno Silva, this Bruno Silva went from hated on this podcast to beloved. That's a Correct. big. That's true. It's a massive, massive. <laughs> that's true. Progress for him. That and is I mean, true. Blanchfield is stand like that's where everyone wants to get their wrestling now, and then that changed a lot this year. So Aaron Blanchfield definitely was on. But like O'Neill, three fights, list. three finishes. Like, what are we talking? So it's like we all know the winner. Such an open. Yeah, we all it's know who be. the winner is. Give me the. Give it to me. It's the fucking baddie. Patty the baddie. Let's do it, kid. I mean. Is this the whole fight? We're not watching the whole fight, are we? It's like four minutes. Oh, yeah. But we're just going to talk for this. Yeah, just kind of talking over. I mean, he is immediately. He almost got clipped in this fight. Let's not be be frauds. Oh, absolutely. But that's the thing. You can't knock out someone from Liverpool. That's the thing. And oh, that's why I love this. Tell you about that. Yeah, just ask Masvidal. Yeah, that's I true. was there live for that shit, man. I seen true. it. He got put through the fucking center of the octagon. That is absolutely true. But that's kind of what I love about Patty. Is it's you seen Kamzat try to pronounce Patty Pimblet? Oh yes. no, he's like Bobby Pimblet, Bobby Pimblet, Bobby Bobby Pimblet. Like, oh, that's bad. It's so bad. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's so good, though. Yeah, I mean, I just love Patty, and like that's kind of what I love about him is he is a talented prospect. He ha- had an awesome debut, but he's just electric, and I like the fact that he can take a beating. I like the fact that he can take a shit rock. Oh, he's getting his ass beat right here, but that's not how it's going to end. And that's yeah, what I love about him is that, that like position's pretty tough. I, I feel how- like there's so many people on debuts or, you know, especially debuts that kind of, you know, they fight these trash cans and they never get tested for their first three, four fights. And we don't know who the fuck they are. Like, I feel like we figured out who the fuck Patty Pimblett is. I don't think one fight's enough to know. who the I fuck do is. like that. He was champion in cage warriors and lost and then regained the belt. I think there's a lot to be said from that. I think you can really gain a lot of experience going through that process. And he talks about how he thought he was the shit of the world and someone humbled him and now he's, he had to realize that. And now he's just like confident in a different way, which maybe could be true, but I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe the hype. I think I do. I want to, but like, I don't know if I do. There Damn, it is. The video finish. Crazy. Yeah, the video is Boof, but anyways, too. Fuck it, it is what it be. Right. But yeah, newcomer of the year. I mean, it's not even just because of the fight; it's because of the post-fight interview. It's Instagram. Let me give an account back, you lizards. And that's something like, that like that's... I considered a newcomer because like he came onto the scene. Like there is yeah. not there are that's the what percentage of where you did it the at, amount man. of people that knew the name Patty Pimblet in 2020. I mean, I I was one of them, but there was very few, and the people. Right. Are, that know the name Patty Pimblet today, astronomical. He's what started the newly newcomer of the week. It's true. Like, That's actually he was true. Like the he first was the guy first that I was like, yo, of the week. this guy's fucking electric as shit. And I'm going to just like start bringing young electric guys on. Agreed. And that's a perfect transition into our next category, 
we got the Nilly stat of the year. All right, so this Nil stat of the year, you know that clip of the coach that's like, some may be good, some may be shit. Like, that, that's what this is. It's just whatever the fuck comes to mind. So first we got Misha Serknov was tested 27 times by USADA despite only fighting twice. And he, lost, <laughs> and he lost both of these fights by unanimous decision. By far the most tested athlete. Five more tests than anyone else. Uh, Sean O'Malley landed 8.37 strikes per minute. I believe the next highest was like 8.1, but then it dropped off to like 7.5. So That's O'Malley's ridiculous. really throwing a shitload of strikes per minute. Uh, Max Holloway landed a record 445 significant strikes against Calvin Cater. The previous record was 290. That's so, Absolute bananas. He also broke the record in that fight for strikes thrown with 744. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the next stat is Derek Lewis KO record. He improved it to 13 most knockouts all time. And last but not least, JP Buys got knocked down and dropped seven times in 23 minutes of fighting. That is not even two full fights. And this guy got dropped seven times. And for that reason, he is your winner. I just thought it was too funny to pass up. On a I really note. thought the Mirza Serknov USADA was going to win it. I really did. I just I thought, thought Max like, was win. As far as impressiveness, Max Yeah, win. on a real note, yes, <laughs> Max about, wins it. This isn't about that. Apparently. No, it's not. We're just fucking around. This oh, guy got yeah, dropped. That's won this shit. Yeah, but hey, correct. and I just want to throw one challenge on this stat. Didn't he get knocked down eight times? Once by Cheyenne Vlismas? Yikes. Oh, okay. On the uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. category. We got the walkout of the year. I think this is a stack category. We've got Dan Hooker, Many Men by 50 Cent. We got Colby Covington at UFC 268. You suck. Honestly, got to give him a ton of credit for that one. I love it. Uh, we got Drew Dober. This is how we do it by Montel Jackson. We got Ty Tuivasa with Barbie Girl by Aqua. And we yes. have Cody Brundage, 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. It's between, it's got to be between Ty and Colby here. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, Dan Hooker always comes out to many men, so I wasn't surprised, but it's a dope ass walkout. So understand. Honorable mention is, uh, is it, it pays the cost of being the boss, and it's Dustin Poirier. Like, that's pretty fire. No, or. Another one is tied to Abbas's, uh He had another song that everyone. Celine Dion. I feel like he's got like a slow ass, like Celine Dion. No, it song, wasn't and that everyone one. Sings it, it. it wasn't that one. Oh God, hold on. But one you know second. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know. It, my uh, heart will go on. Yeah, and everyone goes crazy, and they all start fucking singing it. Just, oh, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. It was, no, it was Spice Girls, the wannabe my lover. Yes. That, one. that yeah, I think, my almost my Barbie girl. I mean, 
Let's be perfectly honest. We could probably just have an entire category for Tai Tuivasa. <laughs> and that's why we had to do it. Your winner, Tai Tuivasa, Barbie Girl, and Aqua. Yeah. I have a video on YouTube. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I mean, Ty just like honestly, that's it, bro. We're gonna talk about Ty Tuivasa a lot on this podcast. Like, that's something that's gonna happen and should be in this podcast, but. I realized in a, the walkout song is not for him. It's for us. Exactly. And you know what? In a year like 2021 where everyone kind of just needed some positivity, Ty brought that to us. So I really appreciate that out of him. Yo, this is a banger. All right, listen up, bro. <laughs> All right, that's the walkout of the year, apparently. But now nah, electric. I mean, tattooed Boston, nobody does it better. He knows how to get the crowd behind him. Like you said, we can make the whole category up tied walkouts. No doubt. Next category, Nilly, take this one. What do we got? Oh, the judges, not necessary. Judge of the year. This is pretty much just the most useless guy here. Yeah. It's just someone who <laughs> stays fucking up. Either ref, judge, whatever the case may be, just it's just you're not necessary. And this, these are the nominees. We got Sal Diamato. Everybody hates Sal Diamato. Reigning most- champion, Sal Diamato. <laughs> Our 2020 champion, yep. Sal Diamato. Next, we got Baya Cheselov Kizilev. This guy is famous for getting thrown out of the arena after I don't even know what fight he was refing, but it was the uh it was the main event of Glover to share. No, it was the and... main event, dude. This is like no, it was on the prelim. no, no, but it was on the prelim. But that was the card. Sorry, I, I said the words wrong. It was the card of of uh, Jan Blachowicz and Glover to share. Correct. It was on that card, and it was the prelims, and he got thrown out of the arena for being a horrible referee. And he was dude, scheduled to ref two, two more fights on the main card. Italian dude who was like a marine or something. It was Benoit Benoit yeah. Saint Denis versus. Yep, 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 Benoit Saint-Denis, that's exactly the fight that it was, and that guy was a fucking French, like, Green Beret or some shit, and so he, like, let it go on because this guy was, like, military tough, when in all reality, he should have saved him for another day, but I think he actually ended up winning that fight, but regardless, this guy got thrown out of the arena, and last but not least, we got Junichiro Camillo. Surely because it's so hard to uh, pronounce his name, and he's just a judge, and I feel like he never gets it right. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. I kind of saw him on the list, Neil, and I was like, why him? He was just <laughs> like, why not? Like, I was surprised not? there was no Herb after this year. Herb Dean, Herb Dean did have a bad year, but I don't think he needs to go because he helped grow the sport. Like, everyone, like, Herb Dean became, like, when you knew UFC, you knew, like, Herb Dean. Yeah, like that's. I think he's past his prime and over the hills and needs to hang it up or like go to Bellator or like do something else. I don't think he's the guy, the gold standard anymore. I think that's just like a myth and people like it's just like fighting. He's lost a step. Like 
I just, I don't know. Yeah. We, we I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and trash him and be like, UFC got to cut him because it's like, nah, you helped grow this sport. Like, and I maybe only 3%, still, but still helped it. Even though these people are wrong, there's still too many people in the world that if you ask them who's the best referee in the UFC, they'll still say Herb Dean. So that's the only, one they, know. That Herzog, the only guy they know, fam. Correct. I think Herzog. I don't know who's the best. But let's you see who the winner is. It's no, got to be fuck that. We right? need a referee of the year award. We didn't put that in here, did we? Let's no, discuss we it right now. It's, it's Jason Herzog? I Mark so. Smith? Mark Smith ain't bad. We're getting off topic. Uh, Chris Tyone. I like Chris Tyone. He refs the most fights. I think Mark Smith refs no. the most fights. Herb, last Herb year. did the most fights. And who was second? That's a tough stat to know. Well, I figured if you knew the first, you knew the second. All right, who won this thing? Or really lost, but won. I mean, it's yeah, gotta be Sal, right? Nil? Yeah, no, no, I mean, he got, no, he got it's not Sal Diamato. It's this referee by a Cheslav Kisilev. Wow, bro, he got bounced, he got thrown out of the arena. This man's got fired on the prelims. What do you mean he's not necessary? Get I mean, man, uh, the fuck about it. He kind of is the epitome of the, the award. taxi and bounce, bro. He's the guy that's like, let me see what's in your bags for Fight Island. The guy was like fucking bungeeing down like three flights. Honestly, they could have been placed on this list. Time <laughs> that's, that's true. A fair take. I hate to see say it. I mean, he got booted out of the UFC. He got booted out of the planet by Paul. This is true. His reputation is forever tarnished. I, I gotta say, I am absolutely shocked. I thought that Sal Diamato was gonna run a dynasty on this award. I thought he was gonna get like a five years running. So to see him knocked off after his defending. No, because this was just so like ridiculous. And like he was you a bootleg ass. He was Diamato. a bootleg boots ref from the fucking UAE, like dude. This guy, this guy deserved it. He he boosted his rookie debut. Literally earned it. Earned it. Uh, yeah, next. he straight up earned this award. Facts. You know what? I appreciate that. But talking about earning it, we got the upset of the year. Oh, we this know is it. a big category. You already know it. We got starting off with one that we actually talked about. Fluffy Anthony Hernandez versus Hidalfo Vieira. No one saw that one coming. Terrence McKinney over Matt Frivola. That's kind of where we saw T-Rex. It's kind of weird to say it now because he's more on the scene, but that was early in this year and really put him on the scene, you know? That was and like then, five seconds as well, but oh, he yeah. came straight through, left hand from hell, straight down the pipe, sat him down. And I'll be perfectly honest, I bet on Matt Frivola because he's a big barstool guy. I like Matt Frivola. I thought he was a tough son of a bitch, and T-Rex yeah. taught me a lesson. Then we got Gerald Mearshart versus Murdov. That was a plus 400 or something. I thought that was a crazy line. I actually cashed in on this one, but that was a big upset. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. I mean, the upset of the year, probably. <laughs> and then finally, Benny Dariush over Tony Ferguson. The last time people. He was favored. Tony Ferguson. I actually. <laughs> I was looking it up and I thought I saw a plus 200. My research could have been wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, he said I thought he was favored in the fight. I, I just saw that one in there. I'm like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't win anyways. Let's go. He didn't win yeah. anyways. The winner of the upset of the year is Juliana Pena over Amanda oh, Nunes. Of course, I mean, the biggest upset of the year, but I think the biggest lock for the award. I mean, no one. I can beat that. You just beat the the GOAT for women's MMA, and nobody expected that shit except her. So, Yeah, and I got to say, on No Judges Necessary, I asked if anyone would take the bait of Juliana Pena, and I got to give a little credit to my boy sitting next to me, knockout nail. He actually said that he thought Juliana Pena had a shot. So he was yeah. the only one who slightly believed. You guys talked me off the cliff because you were like, dude, she's one of one in her last couple of fights, like da da da, this and that. But I honestly believed the hype of how she was talking, how she was going about it. She was not fucking scared of Amanda Nunes. And I wasn't, I was shocked at how she did it, but I wasn't necessarily shocked that it happened in general. But like, oh, my that, meme, that meme of like the eight straight jabs just back and forth, like that'll live on forever. I mean, yeah. How could you not? Classic upside of the year. Unreal. I think we're moving a little too fast, no? I don't know. No, I mean, we still got like 10 left. Yeah, we're 30 minutes in. All right. All right. Well, at that we halfway point. Let's, let's get a fucking clip. Uh, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Like, come on. What do you want? Amanda Nunez. Uh, the, the fucking Juliana Pena. Let me see this shit again, Pat. I don't she want to rewind this. <laughs> you don't want to relive this? No, I could have won like 300 bucks. That was yeah. the last leg. Are we pulling it up or what? Okay. Yep. There we go. I love how we just get random angles from the crowd. This is great. Yeah, that's what I can find on YouTube. But what honestly, this, this is actually you, a pretty decent video. The best video yet. You just. It's the best video yet. Oh, God. It's so crazy to just. How we've seen Amanda Nunes just strike fear in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I believed when Juliana Pena was like, I'm not scared. Like, the, for the first time, somebody was like, I'm not scared. And I truly, like, felt it. I don't know. Right. So, it was just so trippy because we just all told her that that's a terrible idea to not be scared, but apparently it wasn't. Jeez, she just stood in the pocket with her. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy, like, just too, like I'm gonna eat some shots and roll and move and make you, you know, gas out a little bit and yeah. fucking. And we've back, seen and people try this strategy against Nunes before. And then the second they stand in the pocket and they trade, once Nunes lands, the fight changes. And somehow it didn't change here. Well, I mean, that first fight, or first round, it looked like it was just the same old thing. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted that, though. Like, you know, at some point, Nunez is just going out there and starching people and damn near playing with the food because, like, they're running away from her in some ways. And so it's like when someone finally does bite down on the mouthpiece of fire back and just in your face, does that change everything? 
Right. Now, I think if they run it back, I mean, you'd have to think that. Damn, from this angle, you can really see, like, you can physically see Amanda Nunes gassing. Like, in a way we've never seen before. And I also think it was smart for Peña to piss her off and be like, oh, I'm going to show you. And she came out through everything she had in these punches. And, like, yeah, some of them lay clean, but not all of them because she was still there. It's just the fashion that was done. Bro, this is the first time. Here it comes. No, maybe not. Oh, those combos. And she always followed it up with another jab. Like, there was always that third punch. A lot of jab in my opinion. Me. Seem to be the takedown. Yep. I mean, Ben Askren said it. Do you lose goat status for putting getting a rear naked choke with that hooks in? Real talk. Like shit. Especially from that you see it from that angle right there. I mean Yeah. Like it didn't even No, like, that just seemed like Like I know some I'm people that hated it to MMA like any. that. Like how did that choke even do anything? Right. That seemed that a little bit more of just like I'm done, like, you got me. And I always wonder, too, because I always see it sometimes in, like, fighters who come up in, like, the jiu-jitsu world or kickboxing or sports where the multiple fights and, um, you know, taking a loss, like, happens, you know? Like, even the best of the best. So I wonder if it was just a point of, like, hey, tonight's not my night. But tonight was Juliana Pena's night. She wins upset of the year. For sure. Congratulations. Let's get into the next category. Yeah. Anything else? No, I got you. Next category, we got Coach of the Year. First nominee is Eugene Behrman, uh, head coach of City Kickboxing. Always going to be in big fights. He's built his team up to where it is. Uh, They're always going to be on a big platform. Wasn't the best year for him, per se, but still another solid showing. Hot take. What he's transformed Kai Car France into in 2021 was his most impressive performance this year. Everyone focuses on him with Volkanovski, him with Izzy. I think what he's done with Kai Car France and molded him into is very impressive. Next on the list, we got Mr. Uh, the James Krause, head coach of Glory MMA. Uh, he's bursted on the scene, especially a lo- you don't see guys in their prime coaching as a head coach to like multiple other fighters and to see it is awesome and to also see it at the contender series level where it seems like the ufc just trust him to bring in a guy and fight on the contender series so i think for all that he deserves some shine here and he's on the list next we got khabib Nurmagomedov. i think he's made a transition now into coaching i mean he definitely has he's been in the corner a lot and I think he's done a fantastic job. I think he's pretty much uh, a replica of his father in a way to a lot of these Dagestani fighters. And I think it's going to do wonders. 
Next on the list, we got Mr. Trevor Whitman, head coach of, you know, Justin Gaethje, Kamaru Usman, Gross Namajunas. Those are the only three, and he's a lead at it. Um, last, nope, second to last on the list. I'm going to add somebody else here. We got Eric Nixick. A new uh, addition Eric, to the list. Eric Nixick is, no, Eric Nixick was, was on the list. He's the head coach of Extreme Couture um, in Las Vegas. And this guy is sort of like um, James Krause in a way where the contender series is just constantly hitting <laughs> him up for, for people. And he always just has a stable of athletes. And at his gym, they probably have 50, 60 athletes in mind. So, and the last on the list is going to be Fernand Lopez of the MMA factory. Oh, okay. Out in uh, Paris? Out in Paris. Yes. All right, a late addition to the nominees, but I don't think he will be the I mean, winner. No, the winner I, is Trevor Whitman. We have to give it to Trevor Whitman. I mean, he yeah, pulled it's got to be. He pulled the trifecta. Yeah, exactly. trifecta on one end. I think I got a clip that will kind of explain what we want to talk about here. Just listen in. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Sometimes coaching doesn't have to be this insanity. You know, obviously Trevor Whitman does so much work behind the scenes that creates these top-level fighters into this where Kamaru Usman was just a wrestler, right? Then he met Trevor Whitman. Now we got this. But he just has found the secret sauce with these top-level fighters to take them to another fucking stratosphere. I mean, there's not yeah. more, much more I can say. Let get that lit. Yeah, it's super impressive. I mean, see, what, what, I like, what I admire about this guy is he's like, you know what? I'm going to pick my athletes and do it right. Sometimes I think it's it's uh, quality over quantity. Like, who cares if you can train 80 guys? You know, that's just – you're just screaming loud in a room, I feel like. But if you, if you can really get the best out of, like, three or four people, that puts you at an elite status that, that I'm about. Right. So I, that, that, to me, puts them on an upper echelon of, of coaches. Some of these like coaches at ATT, it's like, bro, you coached like sixty-five guys. It's so hard for me to judge. Yeah, your record's eighty-seven and forty-three on the year. Like, like Mike is Brown, that good? like Mike Brown from ATT. How many guys does he coach? And it's just like it's hard to get a read on that. And so, even though he may be in, he'll be an honorable mention here. But even though he may be in discussion somewhere, it's just it's hard to equate. And Trevor Whitman, that three for three in one night, was it? Yeah, that was one know, night, think, right? Well, not only that, I think all of his fighters went undefeated this year. Yeah, Gaethje didn't Rose, lose. Rose, Rose didn't, didn't lose. lose. Usman sure as hell didn't lose. That makes it even crazier. Yeah, he didn't lose. Yeah, I mean, again, he's got he, he picked his spots. He, you know, he only works with the fighters that he works with, but what he does, he cannot argue with. Fernand Lopez went 8-1 and one out of the MMA factory. 
Really? Eight and one. Wow. With like seven finishes or like six finishes. Interesting. Like Loki, I could see that coming up later. But let's get into our next category here. Who wants to take it? Oh, sheesh. Gym of the uh, year. Gym of the gym year. Of the year. We got first ATT, American Top Team. Always got to be in it. I feel like they supply like half the UFC. So it's like every year they're going to be in the discussion. It's just how many belts do they have and how many times have they defended it? Otherwise, like you're kind of out. Right. Uh, next, we got Team Elevation. Uh, they've been killing it in Denver with these like Curtis Blades and Corey Sanhagen's of the world. Big year um, for Sanhagen for sure. Petter, Petter Jan used to train out there, but yeah, and they're kind of a gym that I've always respected where Dover. It, there's some real staples there, but a lot of I kind of like a gym Me that's open to take in some yep. fighters yep. for like some camps. You know, Dan Hooker's been up there before, Neil Magny's been up there, like there's been a lot of people who have come in, and I don't think there's been a single person who's gone into elevation that's come out a worse uh, fighter. So definitely like them there. Who else we got? Next on the list, we got the MMA Factory in Paris. Cyril Gunn went 3-0, three finishes. Uh, Nasruddin Imovov, 2-1, two, two finishes. And Manion Fierro, 3-0, two finishes. So She's a badass. I think she's she might be on this show next year. That's I awesome. could see it, but yeah. Uh, I don't know if she trains there full-time, but I know she's done stints there, and I saw Fernand Lopez in the corner once, so that's enough for me. Fair. Who else we got? Uh, next on the list, we got Extreme Couture. Extreme Couture out of Las Vegas. Talked about them earlier under uh, Eric Nixick. They're just a mega gym. They, yeah. again, they I mean, got a it, lot of athletes, a lot of bodies. This is also just a year that played perfectly for them. Like, you know, as bad as it is for, you know, the COVID circumstances, at least we got off a lot of fights. And they, like, thankfully opened their doors to a lot of fighters and really created a lot of opportunities for fighters and saved a lot of fights. So big shout out to them. Next, we got Onyx Sports. Uh, just talked about it, Trevor Whitman. That's yeah. the that's the crew. And last but not least, we got AKA out in uh, San Jose. Not the greatest, but just the Khabib influence. <laughs> yeah, they certainly are least, but you got to throw them on there. Khabib's Khabib's back. There's an influence there. Islam's been training out of there, like. They still have a footprint on the UFC and still, I think, still deserve to be mentioned. And I think, and I don't want Khabib to be mad at us. So, but dig, 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 dig. The winner is the MMA factory I, in Paris. I think Sanford MMA should be above, it should be. Oh, here. wow. Sanford MMA so should be on here. We're high. Yeah, we big fucked that up. I'm sorry. Sanford MMA should. We, we've interviewed like three fighters from Sanford MMA. Correct. Like we're high. Vincente, Luke, we are. We're, we're chipping. Dude, 
And I knew we were tripping. This is why I was like, yo, name me some gyms. Like, we need gyms. And and I just. Yeah, you know what? Like, let's peel back the five already. So I was like, all right, you guys. Yeah, let's peel back the curtain a little bit. We were doing our research earlier. We were setting everything up. And Neil was like, we're forgetting a gym. And just whatever fucking reason. I was like, dude, we're forgetting like a mega gym fan. It was Yeah. But. But they wouldn't want to give some love to Sanford, but we can't bury the lead on that. Congratulations to MMA Factory in Paris. No, wow. give the full case for them. To me, and I feel like with MMA Factory, before No gets into it, you got to credit a little bit of Nganu to them. A little bit. 100%. Correct. Correct. Nganu put them on the map, and then and then now we're starting to see people. But what really what really got me is the fact that, again, it's the, it's the quality over quantity, and it's where these fighters did it. Manny Fiero came in. Everyone was like, yo, what's good? And she handled business. Uh, Cyril Gunn, three big-time fights in the heavyweight division and won the interim belt, and it's the way he beat Derek Lewis. And then Nasruddin Imovov, still improving. The Russian sniper looks legit as fuck. Two finishes was two and one, sure. But I just feel like how these people have improved this year in this gym, to me, it was gym of the year. And honestly, I, I see improvement a lot. Like sometimes when you have mega gyms, it's hard to improve. And we just see a run of two wins, two losses, this, that. These people seem like they're getting better every fight. And this is why it's gym of the year for me. Yeah. And that's what I really want to give them credit for. Because part of me, you know, when Nganu put them on the map and everyone knows the Nganu scene or, you know, his story kind of, you know, just sort of walked into the gym and I was like, is this a good gym or is it a gym that got lucky that Francis Ngannou walked through the front door and then they pointed him in the right it's direction? Both. But it's both. they proved this year in 2021 that they have some serious coaching and they can seriously do some damage in the MMA world. So I love that. The coach the came out today, Fernand Lopez, and said that when Cyril and uh, Francis fought, Cyril need him in the liver and Francis had to sit down for a minute. And that's like that famous sparring video that's been going around. He's saying Francis, that, 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 that was the result Francis of that reaction. shit. What? Francis's reaction, he is laughing at it. He said they made the video seem like I was losing, but we all know what happened in those in those sparring sessions. And I'm like, mm, I can't wait for this fight. Yeah, facts. Great fight. Yeah, that, I think that is kind of a problem with just, like, modern MMA is it's, like, we go off this, like, 2020 Twitter videos and we see 10-second t- of a clip in sparring, and I don't take those for anything because I'm, like, if they've trained together, there's been a hundred of those. There's been and a thousand of those. They're going so slow. Like, they yeah. weren't even throwing as hard. And it's, honestly, it's, if you so don't get beaten training, shout out you. Sanford MMA and our boy Troy Worthen. We were talking about this. And our boy Marcus Buchecha. Week, bro. Shout out Troy. Hell yeah. Um, but And also Marcus Buchecha, who we had on the pod. They both talked about it. If you're not losing in training, if you're not getting beat up in training, you don't have good enough training partners. You're not training correctly. So if you're just seeing these like hype videos of random people who are just doing work in training. You know who does work in training? Dylan Dennis. That's who does work in training. So I take nothing into those sparring videos. Well, shit. Let's get on to the next. 
Read them off. I got to take a piss, but read Talk them off. Talk about some videos that we do want to watch. The celebration of the year, post-fight Whoa. celebrations. I mean, just electric season. We needed some good vibes, and there this is, is no better feeling. Hold up, hold up. This is essentially like electric, electricness of the year. Yeah, pretty much the electric. Who was the most moment. electric at some point? Celebration. Could even be in a loss how you're like, fuck it, like. I won that fight. Fuck you. I'm the winner. Like, that might be celebration of the yeah. year. Just you know? moment after a fight of the year. Correct. So, nominees. We're going to start out with our Phoenix guy. He did this while the Suns were in the playoffs. The O'Malley. He hit him with the crossover. He hit him with the step back. The O'Malley step back. Gotta love that. That's just dope now, though. Oh, yeah. He's made me think. Can we pull one up? I think we can get an O'Malley. Like I just back. like that. That's like his thing now. You know, that's what he go do. Like it's almost like WWE in a sense. You gotta have your finishing move, bro. You gotta have like the five knuckle shuffle, or like you know, something like the fucking choke slam. Like you gotta have your thing, bro. And I kind of like that. This is like yo, I'm him with the uh uh-uh, uh step back. Like let me see if I can find it. It's against O'Malley. Right? Step back. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Yeah, it's the end of the fight when he KOs him. Right. Well, well, uh, hey, that's just, that's just, right yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, that's there we go. Out that's out Celebration of the year, the, the O'Malley step back, bro. Well, that's, that's one of them. That's just a nominee, but we got the O'Malley step back. He hit the crossover on him. Got to give some credit there. Next nominee. I said it, and I'll say it again. I will smoke Sean O'Malley. I roll him up in some basketball. I can. Wait, in basketball or fighting? Not fighting. You whoop my ass. I'm saying in basketball. Oh, that I believe. That's my sport. I I promise. Oh, when you said. Oh, I know. When you said that you were trying to smoke him, I was—I thought you were saying you were trying to smoke him up. Like I will smoke up Sean O'Malley anytime he wants. That's, oh, that's yeah, all no. I'm going to give it to him. I can't smoke, right? But basketball—I'm a cold, cold killer, man. I'm down for a no judges one-on-one match. Yeah. Hey, Sean O'Malley's hey, listening. We local. I don't hate that. Next nominee, we got Jordan Levitt, a late nominee in the end of the year. He hit the split that every guy just did not see coming, and it hurt to watch, so we're not going to watch that one. But next one up, we do have one that we do want to watch. Patty the Batty making another appearance. Is this a celebration? Who would the man like to challenge then next? Anyone who wants it. I'm not really calling anyone out. It's the only thing I want to call out the company, Instagram. Give me my account back, you lizards. You lizards. The man's alive. So who would... Love it. I mean, it's like we talked about. Celebration, electric moment of the year. Great nominee. Another nominee we got that I don't think we can actually find on YouTube, but we have to put it as a nominee. Cheyenne Vismas. <laughs> Bitch, I'll follow you home. I'm all time live against Montserrat Ruiz. After the celebration, did she win? No, I I don't know. 
It's not, we, we said this while you were gone. It's not necessarily celebration of the year. It's more just like the most electric moment or the most crazy, stupid, random shit. Like even after the fight, if you said, I won that shit, fuck you. Like that could be up there. But she said literally right after the fight, bitch and we'll follow you home. And it's just, it's electric. I mean. Yeah, that was rough, but. It's a great time. Last nominee, and not to bury the lead, but your winner again, tied to Ivasa and the Shoey. With the Shoey, bro. Gotta love it. Again, it's become a WWE move. It's a finisher, bro. You hit him with the Shoey, bro. The whole fight? It's not very long. (laughs) He's got a knockout and a Shoey in under a minute and five YouTube videos. I mean, you could have just showed the iconic photo, his Jordan moment. Like, he needs to let it roll. No, definitely let it roll. It's already running. We want to give the good people a shitty video from the balcony. Let's go. Shoey time, baby. There it is. Bam. Let's see. Man, with the shoey, dude. Disgusting, but lit celebration. It's always a new shoe. It's the Nope boys throwing them a shoe that they're probably brand spanking new. Yep. Yeah, they probably like bring a shoe specific for that. Like they don't no, know. they show his foot. They show Nope's foot, and it's like he has a sock on. <laughs> okay, but he's probably only worn those tonight, so that's yeah. not that bad. And I mean, let's be real, the shoeies that he's taken. But gotta love our guy Ty. I will shout him out. I tried to give Ty basically every award. Neil and Matty P had to stop me at some point. Oh, like but you wouldn't have given Patty an award. Come on. That's very true. Yeah. I was trying to split them. But you were trying to, yeah, you were trying to give away half the awards. What's next? The next award is award that Ty Tuivasa or Patty Pimblett will never win. The Bruno Silva of the Year Award. Let's go. So we have multiple nominees for this. This was a problem across the entire podcast the entire year. Bruno Silva's just kept showing up out of nowhere. And we had no idea who it was. And we have to be honest here. We did. We were really high on Bulldog at first. And we were down on Blondado. And unfortunately, we were wrong at first because your winner of the year is Bruno Blendado Silva. 3-0, three finishes. He lost us money twice because we thought it was the wrong Bruno Silva the first two fights of the year. (laughs) And then the last one, we all cashed in. So congratulations to our now good friend, Bruno Blendado Silva. I'm just betting on any Bruno Silva now. We're all yeah. just, they're all getting the love. And if there's another Bruno, he'll be in the air or something close. Maybe yeah, that'll there's... be interesting if we can no, get he a has Bruno. to work his way in. No, just like Blendado did, he's going to have to work his way up. We're going to dislike him at first. And by the end, if he gets us three in a row, we'll start liking him. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. What about like a, like, if like a Brad gets around, is he somehow like Bruno? 
I mean, you know what I mean? He's got to have Bruno vibes. Yeah, he's got to have Bruno vibes. Big Bruno vibes. If this was five years ago, I could see Cowboy Oliveira being a Bruno. Possibly. Depends on the year. Depends on the year. We'll see next year. But you know what I'm trying to say? There's not enough Brunos to go around. Like, they're not going to be here forever. So the Bruno of the year is going to stay. You just got to find someone. That's true. That's true. Next category. P, you want to take this one? You've been hot on Twitter on these streets. Yeah, let's see what's going down over here. The Social Media Award. This, when I wrote it, I was actually thinking of fighters, but we actually ended up doing that too. So this one is just social media accounts that represent Twitter community. First this is the list. MMA Twitter Award, basically. Yeah, very important. And none of us are in here. <laughs> no, not because we not like that. We just have and we though. suck, and we kind of suck on Twitter. But yeah, we man. got Mac, Mac Malley MMA, a great account, and follow all these accounts. They're great. Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. You got to follow all of them if you really even want to be a part of MMA Twitter at this point. No doubt. Second, I am Anto MMA. Another great call. Third, at McGregor Rousey. Controversial. I mean, super fans been controversial this year. A tough year for him, but I think he still makes the cut. Yeah, he's very into ratioing people now. But he's really fucking good at it. Yeah. Okay. Like elite. Next, our boy came on the show. The Bane MMA. Great account. Great guy. He wanted to be here tonight. He's unfortunately working a shift at uh, Harkins. <laughs> but shout out the Baines. It is what it is. You would have been here? Oh, yeah. Finally, the dick-sucking champ at Boogerbeard. Yo, speaking of Boogerbeard, did you see the stuff with Billy Q and Patty Pimblett? I'm going to try to insert Patty as many as times as I can into the show, but... Did you see the thing with Boogerbeard, Patty Pimblett, and uh, Billy Q today? No. Um, so basically, Billy Q got on the old Twitter box, and he was talking about, um, like, hey, I'm not trying to be a hater, but, like, Patty Pimblett has one fight. Let's kind of chill out. And Boogerbeard responded and was like, oh, is that what we're doing now? And he's – and then <laughs> – he responds, yeah, I'm out here having to get jerked off by Boogerbeard, and Patty Pimblett's only had one fight. So, that was Lee. But All right, well, let me announce we, the winner. Let me announce our winner here. My personal favorite, McMally MMA. <clears throat> He's close to GOAT status at this point. He's hey, let me give one mention. <laughs> <laughs> an honorable mention an honorable mention the best memes I feel in the entire space hectic one hectic one yes a newer comer on the game best not as well known across some of these accounts well he's, been, he's been there a while but he has the best memes out I'm telling you but McMally's got great takes he's so involved he goes to the shows he's got to win it yeah, he put in the work this year. 
all the credit to Mac Nally. And he makes bomb-ass food while he's watching the fights. And I don't understand how he does it. I'm like, bro, I can barely even get a drink from the fridge. And you're out here making a full rack of ribs that are falling off the bone. What's happening here? And let's be perfectly honest. If I am going to say I had a little bias in my voting. When I found out this year during the playoff run that he's also a Red Sox fan. And me and Mac Malley <laughs> just started becoming like baseball friends like during the playoffs. That was a lot of fun. So I don't know if that influenced the vote, but it probably did. And then let's switch it over to what Matty P thought this category initially was, <laughs> the Twitter Fighter of the Year. These are the guys who have been interacting with all of us scrubs and idiots on Twitter, but I think they're better for it, maybe. Probably not. The first two nominees, they fought each other and probably had the best Twitter war of the year. Adrian Yanez. And Randy Costa. Got to put them both on there. They both earned it. The Dr. Pepper versus Reese War was a, an electric part of 2021. Got to give him the credit. The next nominee, I want Neil to actually describe this nominee. Julian Marquez. Marquez? <clears throat> Tell his story. He's yeah, fumbled. Julian Marquez definitely got to be on here because he fumbled the bag with Miley Cyrus. He just fucked it up and like I don't know. He was just, this is like social media award. Like he, he, he fucked it up and that, that's why he's on here. It's literally. Yeah. That's no more simple than that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Cause it was like, everyone was like, you're so dumb for trying it. Then it worked. Then he fumbled the bag. And that's where it's just unacceptable out of him, but at least got him on the nominees. Next nominee. Call Bully B, it's Bilal Muhammad. I mean, if anyone sprained an ankle, got COVID, he had a tripped one, up on Twitter. He got he was getting. Is your connection good there, B? Mine's fine. You guys, you guys seem like you're breaking up a little bit. No way. All right. Uh, I think we're back. You guys are good now. You guys are good now. Cool. But yeah, like we were saying, Bully B, anything happened, literally anything happened in the MMA world, and Bully B was there on Twitter. So it was got to give him his. Twitter turned their back on Bully B. It was like blame Bully B. Anything happened, Bully B's fault. That was a weird part of the year. Yeah, and And now he fought his way through Twitter. Yeah, that's why I think he stays on this category, but I think that might be why he didn't win it this year. Last nominee, just because I'm trying to slip him in as much as I can, Patty Pimblett. Just because those goddamn lizards over at Twitter fucking blocked his first account. He had to get a new account. Go follow the UFC baddie. That's his new account. He's not back to his following. We need to get Patty the Batty out. Brick is but getting paid by Patty the Batty. Yeah, real talk. What are you getting paid on the, on the Yeah, side you better show some man. of that Patty money. Real shit. You better invest in the pod. <laughs> I mean, hey, wait, can I give one, one shout? Go for it. Blonde Brunson came through on Twitter this year a lot, too. He may not win, but yeah, Blonde Brunson yeah. 
He had no, some the, the garage. The, he's the not as active, but when he shows up, grocery carrying memes. Them shits were great. Them shits were great. I completely agree. Though. And he's big on TikTok now. Like, yeah, for sure. Lon yeah. Brunson. He doesn't yep. show up as often as some of these other people, but when he shows up, he shows up. Nilly, give us our winner. I don't know who the winner is. <laughs> All right. Adrian- <laughs> the winner is Adrian Yanez. I mean, he won the Twitter fight of the year. He won that, and every he was beloved by Twitter. Nobody dislikes him. Yep. He and did his thing. He, he is popular because of Twitter and obviously his crazy ass hands. But Twitter, lots of people have hands and nobody knows about him. Twitter <laughs> and him just meshed <laughs> that is perfect. He's got to win it. A lot of people have hands, but not everybody knows about them. That's a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, I was like, put that's that a, on a fucking that's a shirt. That's a t-shirt, blood. I was no, literally I, uh, that's our next t-shirt, bro. Literally. Everybody's got hands, but not everybody knows about them. That's right. fucking A lot of guys fire. got hands, but not everyone knows. Yeah. I love that. Speaking about hands, or maybe taking them hands, our next category, shit of the year. These guys are some tough son of a bitches. These guys are guys that would never be knocked out by any three of the people on this podcast. These are guys who have gone to hell and back for our entertainment. Shit of the year. Pete, you want to give it to us? Yeah. Well, I mean, I already know one of them's got to be Nate Diaz. Or the, you said we have the Diaz brothers because you like to include them. Correct. Yeah, correct. Nate carried the water probably this year. That's going to halt Nate because Nick kind of folded a little bit. But they're going to be on this list for life, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) It's the Diaz Award. Yeah, that we can bring that to the committee. We can definitely be the Diaz Chain of the Year Award. Yeah, Diaz Chain of the Year. Diaz Brothers, Calvin Cater for taking an absolute fucking beating for Max and still staying alive, which I don't even know how yeah. the hell is possible. We talked about those stats. Those landed on Cal's chin and somehow he's living. And did he fighting. get dropped in that fight? Not he definitely really. did. I think. Like, like, against the like once or twice. No, it wasn't more. It than wasn't like, like, oh, on his back and then immediately yeah. ground and pound. It was like, oh, stumble back to the cage and then like some for some sick reason going know. for more, and then because also the person who can't fall them. down to get 744 strikes thrown at your head, feel it. And then the person who delivered them, Max Holloway, is on this list. He ate a lot of shots from Calvin himself, and he ate a shit ton of shots from Yair. Crazy shots mm-hmm. that could put out a large mammal. Correct. Next, the fucking. Truck of a man himself is Justin Gaethje, who ate a bunch of shots from Chandler, wobbled, stayed the hell up. And finally, our winner, that crazy green-haired son of a bitch who ate three rounds from O'Malley, <coughs> Chris Moutinho. Let's go. Congratulations, Chris Moutinho. You earned every single bit of this award. This kid came into the UFC on six days notice, 
against Sean O'Malley, who probably has some of the best boxing in the goddamn game, and took 15 minutes of absolute ass kicking. And they and he called on the fight. bell if the ref wasn't called that fight and the get and waved it off, but he could have gone, and I bet he could have gone. hundred percent. If you let it go that far, you can't then say all of a sudden with a minute and a half left to go, it's done. The damage is already there. Yeah, if you're gonna, gonna call gonna it for that, that call it in the second round. Isn't gonna do shit. He should have continued that to the final. And yeah, that that to me is why it's a hundred percent the chin of the air. Can we get some clips on this? I mean, he was getting lit up. Yo, Jamie over here. <laughs> the whole up. fight break, not the whole fight. <laughs> yeah, not the whole fight break. We just want to see Coutinho. what I can get. Sean O'Malley highlights, not him on the Pat McAfee show. Him getting lit up. <laughs> I think I got it here. Oh Jesus! Oh no! We'll get a taste here. Yeah, bro. He was getting lit the fuck up. But dude, this guy didn't take a fucking step back. Yeah, he kept coming back for more, bro. That's why. And you got to respect it. Now we're seeing grappling. (laughs) Next clip is not grappling. (laughs) Very much not grappling. That was a right hand to the temple. He ended up looking like the guy from the Goonies. The, hey, you guys. (laughs) By the end of this motherfucking Damn. Saying this dude needs a baby Ruth by the end of this fight. <laughs> but for some fucked up reason, he just never took a step back. Nah. That's how you got to fight O'Malley, man. You can't let him stay in his range. Correct. You yeah, that's the only way you got to win shot of the year. You can't let him spin. Get his kicks off. Oh. Jesus. See that? Quick quick to the fucking outside calf and bam, you know right as it hits the, the ground. Back to the head. <laughs> The green hair disguised that he has a mullet, and I should have known off the mullet. You know what? You're right. I never noticed it. That is a certified mullet. Yeah, and I would have known he had a chin if I saw the mullet, but the green hair just <laughs> disguised it. Right. Yeah, there's even the shaved sides in there. You're goddamn right on that. Wow. New discovery. You should have known it. He's mullet. Oh, next, year, next year we're doing mullet of the year. Yep. Yeah, that was a big miss on the categories. Yep. No, write that down. (laughs) What's another one? Oh, we had with mullets? No, what's another one we talked we talked about one earlier? Miss category. Ref of the year. Oh yeah, ref of the year. But he fought back in this shit. Like (laughs) big ups to Chris Matinho, honestly. Yeah, for real, dude. All right, let me get on to this next one. This is my category. I'll announce this one. Wow. The nut shot of the year. I could only think of three, and looking up these things was the hardest thing you could think of. But first, and probably least, Andrew Sanchez versus Bruno Silva. Don't ask me with Bruno Silva. I don't remember. But Sanchez hit Bruno twice. I think it is our boy, our new boy, Bruno Silva. He hit him with a knee, and then like 10, 20 seconds after, did a spinning kick right to the nuts. And he was like, bro. And he came back and won that fight. So I had to give him a shout-out. Two hits in a row like that. Came back and win. Solid. Second, an unsuspected victim. Dan Mergliata getting hit in the nuts by Charles Oliveira's belt 
when they gave it to him and it slung down and hit him right in the nuts. That was Hilarious. tough. Couldn't see it coming. Oh, we're pulling that one up. Oh, sorry. Oh, and then our want to bury the lead. Spoiler. Continue. Continue. Our spoiler on the, I think it was the contender series. These guys, unfortunately, hit each other in the nuts at the perfect time each. Jonas Bilharinho versus, versus Kanan Kawaiha. Kawaii Hai? Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, I don't know. Basically, his know. last name sounds like the sound of a nut shot. Like, Kawaii! Like, Kawaii! Basically. All right, let's but see. You got it? Two guys let's to watch out for because they will hit you in the nuts. Let's see the double nut shot. Let's see it. Oh. <sighs> Both guys. Oh right, my god. They're both locked. All right, over. Man, look away. Oh I love how immediately me. like no one cares about fighting. No one cares about grappling. Like there's no like <laughs> like you're in a cage fight. Like I feel like like dudes get knocked out, dudes get like you know what I mean? But like that but just dude. immediately drops both of them. Just like, nope, we're not fighting anymore. This is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. The real but winners. Yeah, the winners are us in that category. I don't think anyone else will. And our next three are probably the most important three. Yeah, now we're getting a little serious here. The best UFC card of the year. An absolutely stacked division. I mean, there was some bangers this year. We got a lot of very good pay-per-views. A lot of, I got to say, in a year that had some questionable fans, questionable venues, a lot of pay-per-views really delivered. We were blessed this year, man. <clears throat> well, because pay-per-views had live fans back at the building, and they completely changed the whole atmosphere of everything. And, like... The UFC teased us with not giving us every single card as like a sold out venue and they're not traveling the world like they were. So the fact that it's like, yo, pay-per-view, like sold out shit, like let's get this month. Like it just made it that much more of what it was. And that's right where we'll start with the nominees. You have to put it on there. The first fight with fans back live. We were in attendance, yep. UFC 261, yep. Usman versus Masvidal 2 in Jacksonville, Florida. Whaley versus Rose Namajunas the first time. Uh, Chris Weidman injury snaps his leg against Uriah Hall. Jimmy Crute fucked up injury. He was ready to go second round against Anthony Smith. Ref was like, nah, fuck that noise. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of action. And... That's why it's on here. Oh, Next, yeah. we had Adesanya versus Vittori 2, which to me, I don't know why this is on here. There was 14 fights. Or there was 15 fights and 14 decisions. So I'm not sure how this made the list. Usman Covington 2. Yes, you got to put that on there. Rose Whaley 2 was on that card. Also, Mike Chandler, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Oliveira Poirier, solid card. Uh, I don't remember who was the co-line on that one, but 
Sure. Nunez Pena. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. Nunez Pena. Pena. Holy fuck. Wow, I'm blasted. Yeah. And then last but not least, UFC Fight Night, Thompson, uh, Stephen Thompson versus Jeff Neal. There was like 13 fights, 11 finishes, crazy kicks. We saw Tafa with the head kick knockout. So a lot of action there. But winner for card of the year is UFC 261, Usman Masvidal 2. And it's not just because we were live. It's because it was the first fight back. It's because Chris Weidman broke his leg. It's the oh, shock wow. factor that Masvidal got knocked out in his home uh, state. I Mikey, Are you shocked on this? Yeah, I would win MSG, man. I really would have. Or that Fight Island that I don't even think we put in here, but that Fight Island where we saw Peter Jan versus Sanhagen and uh, oh, that's a big miss. Who the hell else was on that card? That fight, that card was fucking insane. I thought that was one of them. I don't know if I was that Gaethje Chandler. Or no, that was no, that, that was, was right Chandler. before it. I think. Um, no, that was that. No, that was that. That was that fucking MSG. Usman no, the Abu Dhabi. That was the first fight. Oh, the Abu Dhabi one was Glover and 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 Jan. Oh, yeah, Glover Jan, and that was and it was it was Peter Jan. Yep, that was a good fucking card. I'll take the hit on Islam, that one. Islam versus Hooker. I was at. I remember. I was at an ASU football game during that one. So when I was, was putting it? this category together, I missed that. Hella crazily right away. And Kalaev and Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, that we booped that one, but that's on there. But I gotta say, on but something well, about the he first was, he crowd was not back, bro. It's, it's it's first crowd back though. I feel like that shit made waves. I feel like everything I was watching, people was like, "Yo, did you see that UFC event?" People at my work who didn't even know fights asked me if I watched it. I was like, I was at it. Like, right? The fuck? Like, it was just the first one back. Like. I yeah, the energy coming I sense into bias. the stadium. I sense some bias here because I, I wasn't no. at that. So I sense a little bias. Really? 100%. But, I mean, it is bias, but whatever. No, it's card, this, it's, I think what, this would probably run her up to the MSG just because of the – we had what uh, – who was our knockout of the year? That was on it. Billy Q versus Shane Burgos. That's uh, true. Chandler. Usman Cheeto, Cheeto Edgar. Uh, but yeah. I see, I, they, they were neck and neck. These two were neck and neck. So let me look up UFC two sixty one. Definitely. But honestly, I think what tipped the scales, which definitely biased, but one of the craziest moments of my life was that Usman knockout because it was about me and six people in the stands rooting for Usman. Everyone Bro, like there was I will but say, finishes on the main I card. I could not. Injury or not, there was five finishes on the main card. Two of the finishes were leg injury. (laughs) But there was five finishes on the main card, bro. That shit got you entertained, fam. That was a fucking entertaining-ass card. And, like, the crowd going nuts for Rose. And, like, takedowns. And we were definitely there. I get the bias in that, but... Something about the energy of Rose winning in the entire crowd <coughs> loving that. We breaking up again? Well, now, but he's breaking up again. 
I don't know what's good, but we out here. We're trying to fix it. But yeah, card of the year, debated if you're not. I don't give a fuck if I was there. There was three title belts on the line. That's one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. It was the fight with the first fans back. I would have said it regardless or not. The first indoor sold-out arena, Dana White status, you had to give it to her. There's no way around it. And it doesn't matter if I was there or not. I would have said it regardless. I agree. Do we want to get into the next category before what do we, we got? We're listening to the room. What's next? The next category we have the male fighter of the year. Male fighter of the year. Hold up. Hold Massive up. category, obviously. We had some big, big nominations. Yeah, we got some big nominations. First, we got Brandon Moreno. I mean, let's talk about it. Man's became the champion. Is what it be? Did his thing. Uh, what was so impressive is how he came off a draw to Davidson Figueredo the first time, and then it seemed like the second time he fought him, it was like, who the heck is this chump? I mean, he made people go on Twitter, and I know that this might sound like a stupid take, but he really made people go on Twitter from thinking Davidson Figueredo was one of the greatest 125ers of all time to he is a chump, and that is crazy to do. And so for that, he's on this list. Next, we got Kamaru Usman. What else is there to say about Usman? Unbelievable year. What did he fight three times and defend the belt three times? And I mean, all, we just not a lot of people fought three times this year. He had like two of the cards we just talked about. Like Correct. Yeah. Man did his thing. Uh, next, we got Charles Oliveira. Only fought twice, but boy, did he deliver in both occasions. Captured the belt was once, defended it another. Correct. That's and true. Everyone counted him out. And I guarantee, no matter who he fights next, regardless if it's McNuggets, McGregor, or uh, Justin Gaethje, people going to say he got no chance in that fight. Next, we got Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa. Can't get enough of the Shuivasa man. Had to throw him back on the list. I mean, it might not have been this year, but the recent. He's good? not on this one. Him but I had to put. Enough. Nah, Pimblet ain't on this list, but no. regardless if it's, if it's this year or not, tied to Ibasa 4-0 with four knockouts in the last four fights. Just talking about momentum and stock and rise, he's got to be on this list, especially at heavyweight where one punch can change everything. And we see, you know, the structure and the ladder of the division change so quickly. A guy with four knockouts is going to do big things. And should we talk about one of the most inept? Uh, exciting announcements of Might the as well year. Throw it out. I, I was just yeah. about to say, Might as well throw it out. We got um, coming up in February, Ty Tuivasa versus Derek Lewis. We tweeted out from like, house. We're gonna have a split house, boys. Probably. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm flipping uh, the coin. No judges tweeted out today. That's gonna be a roller coaster of emotion and man meat. And I think that's all I can say about it. Like, yeah, I love both those fighters. They are both extremely talented heavyweights. And that's going to be like, <clears throat> I'm going to go through some shit that night. I'm drinking a lot. A lot. A lot. And but let's. Last but not, not least, we got Islam Makachev. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Islam. Got a shout out Islam. I mean, had a great year. Uh, what else is there to say? Every time he's had a challenge, we thought, oh, he's not Khabib. He proves to me that shit, he is Khabib. Yeah, he, so, he, beat, he beat one ranked guy this year, so yeah. No, it's true. 
But I think just the it's the fashion and how he does it, dude. I don't care. It's almost the it's almost the Kamzat effect. It's you look so dominant. I don't you go beat these half ranked dudes. And sadly, I don't want to. I don't want to just put the Khabib factor on him. But in the same way that I think a lot of people didn't no, respect it right now, isn't he fighting Benny Darius? I think he's so. gonna finish Benny Darius. Bet me money right now. I'll take that, Cat. Right I'll take that now. It depends if it's three or five rounds. I don't care. I don't care. I'll take Benny. He finishing Benio Darius, bro. Light work. People are sleeping on him, man. Benny's a bad dude. Light work. And if Benny was a little more active, he might have found himself right on this list. All right, but let's get into it. Male Fighter of the Year, though. We got to roll to the, the decision. Drum roll. Kamara Usman. Got to have it. Yeah. I Champ, mean, defend it three times. You pretty much are locked to win this belt. Or yeah, win this we championship. Yeah. And, I mean, I've gassed up Kamara as much as I possibly can on this podcast, and I'll continue to do so. Seeing this champion get to where he got to, he had to take the tough road to the championship, unlike some of these, you know, Flash in the pan, like you maybe said in Islam, who only fought one ranked fighter. Now he wants top five fights. Kamara went through the absolute blender. When he got the title, he was dominating people. And he was still getting, you know, clowned for, oh, he's Marty Snoozman. Oh, he, he's just a wrestler. He runs here a lot of John it Jones. He showed, it to, uh, he showed it this year that at the moment, he is the greatest MMA fighter on the world, pound for pound. All around everything he does. The way like, the way he game plans and knows that he can just always use his wrestling reminds me a lot of, of uh John Jones. I don't know why. Just the way he game plans and goes about it, it just it gives me big, big uh Johnny Bones vibes. Yeah, I don't hate okay. that. That's a fight I would obviously love to see, but I don't think we're gonna ever see Bones nope. back at anywhere close to 205 or 185 so if we ever see him again but congratulations Kamara Usman well deserved little obvious but had to do it female fighter of the year I think this will be a little tighter of a comp of a category this was a category that I will say this was when I was doing my research there was a lot of talented women that came on the scene but there I mean, were, Amanda Nunes has won this division like four or won this award like four years in a row correct. across the board of every single platform you've ever seen, and rightfully so. And so this year, the fact that she wasn't the odds-on goddamn pure lock to win this award, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Where do we go? From now here? we got to do some research. Correct. And I will say, there's a lot of very talented women and even undefeated women, but there was a lot of people who weren't as active as you may like. You know, where they only had one or two fights. So we kind of had to, you know, dig around and see what we got. But you want to hit the nominees? No, I don't. I got you. <laughs> First up, the champion, <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko, a staple. I mean, she took care of business. Only two fights this year, but domination, you know, what more is there to say about the champ? What's next for her? Maybe another Nunez rematch possibly now, like. We'll see where that goes. Then, talking about the person who knocked off Nunez, we got to put on Juliana Pena. 
She has to be a nominee here. Upset of the year. Two and one, I think the only one with a loss on this list, actually. But a very big win that will absolutely project you into this top five. And then someone that I really want to highlight, Marina Rodriguez. 3-0 and on the year. She had a fantastic year. And if you don't know her name yet, you need to. She's going to be fighting in the top five all this year. And she's going to be, a, I think, a title contender very soon. So really wanted to give her a shout out. Someone else up on the rise, Casey O'Neill, also 3-0, three finishes. You know, would love to give her even more recognition. She's fighting Roxanne Mordeferi soon. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting fight because obviously Casey O'Neill has kind of shown a smothering ground game, but that's sort of Roxanne's game. So now she's going to dip her toe in 2022 into the, you know, real meat of this division and see if she actually belongs. So. Love that she's a nominee. That might keep her from winning this. But our last nominee, Rose Namajunas. I mean, she shocked the I world mean, and at the beginning of the year. She was an underdog both of those fights. Yeah. I know it's crazy that in the second fight, although she couldn't finish it like she did the first time, that her control and meant more than Whaley's control. Just the way she was able to get takedowns and the fact that they meant more ended up being a huge factor in that fight. And it just showed the IQ and the willingness and the wherewithal of a champion and a fighter of the year like like she is. Exactly. That's uh, our winner, Rose Namajunas. Yeah. She's won just our so female fighter of the year. Congratulations. And I think it's similar to the way we said in our male fighter of the year in Kamara Usman. Like, she Holy was a shit. champion. She defended the belt twice. And I like how Neil said in Trevor that second Whitman had both fighters of the year. River, Trevor Whitman won coach. Females, Rose. Male is Usman. And Justin Gaethje sitting on the doorstep of a goddamn title shot. Wow. Yikes. The year of Whitman. The year of Whitman. 2021. That's pretty much how you say it. I mean... 100%. I got to give all the credit to Rose. And like Neil said in that second fight, the way she showed that all-around game, that's something I really look in if you're going to be a champion or take it to she that She just showed she's a champion in that fight. It's just the little things when you get to that high of a level. Yo, I'm going to just control you and throw a couple punches here and make it look like this and be in a side control and switch back to this and be a full guard and just moving around and making it look like it's more and just being grimy and dirty and just a champion, you know? No doubt. No. Yes, sir. But, <clears throat> anything else on this last uh, year of scraps or anything looking forward? Is this it? Man, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm excited to get back into some we fights. We didn't get it's into fight cold, of the year? Month. It's been a cold month. Did we, we never had a fight of the year? We never put fight of the fucking year on here? We're going freestyle. Freestyle fight of the year. We're all picking and we're all agreeing. All right. Gage you Chandler. You're Gage Chandler? Yep. Because it was a championship fight, I'm going to go with Volk and Ortega. The ups and downs, the roller coaster, holy shit. I was sweating everywhere. That's my fight. I would love Yo, to watch that. Put on the clip. Put on the clip of where he escapes. Round three is the round of the year, and that's up there. It, to me, we got co-champion this year. We got fucking Volkanovski, Ortega, and fucking uh, – 
Chandler Gaethje as co-champs of Fight of the Year. And yeah, Round of the I, Year is fucking round three of this shit. And this might be one of the most oh. legendary rounds of all time. Let me. Uh, this is one of the best and, rounds. And also, also, shout out to uh, Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Hill yeah, no great, doubt. Great fight. Great fight. Let me see. And you know what else? Peter Yan and Sandhagen. Yep, that was a good fight. Yeah, that was elite. That first round, round and a half was an absolute. Why do I feel like Aldo was in a great fight this year? Or am I tripping? He fucked up Fala. He fought fought Pedro Munoz, won pretty handedly. Prohaska Reyes was a good fight before it got finished. True. Yeah. That was a great fight. Oh, whoops. Let's get there. We need a comeback of the year. Oh, I mean, that was Clay Guida all day. We already yeah, know that. Clay Guida all day. But we need that next year. Come back of the year. Oh, yeah. And we'll that could be anything. Judges for sure. But let's just enjoy the best round of the year. This third round between Ortega and Volkanovski. The fact that that fucking crazy. Is he Australian or New Zealand? Australian. 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 Yeah, he hasn't Australian. been training. He hasn't been training that much with uh, CKB anymore because of, like, the restrictions. So he, like, called around, like, Sydney and anywhere and was like, let's get guys in here. And he's been training with, like, his coach, uh, fucking Joey Bags, Joe Lobo. Oh, and the and, triangle. Uh, I forgot about Ross, that triangle. Ross Pearson and fucking uh, Jamie Malarkey out there. They've been getting the crew on, like, yeah, crazy round. Insanity. And I'll put his two best moves that came out, and that's what won him this fight. The fact his that Ortega, Ortega tried his two best moves and couldn't finish him, and then it was oh, just a mental game. No, round four wasn't as good. <laughs> but, I mean, how could you but, back that yeah. up? How can you back up a round like that? Do we want to see the finish of this fight? No. No. <laughs> We're good there. Um, anything, uh, maybe a hot take for 2022 before we get out of here? Yeah, One a hot time. take for, for 2022. Uh, Muhammad Makuev will be a contender by year's end. Will be like, yo, I'm, I'm like next in line or like one or like he'll be up there. I promise you. Wow. Like I'm telling okay. you, we gonna be like, yo, he's next in the flyweight division, for sure. Oh, I have a hot take, but I don't want to say. I don't want that to happen. Let's get it. Say it, P. Uh, I think we're gonna see fucking Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul at some point. Yikes! But I kind of do want to see that, but I don't no. for I don't other reasons. I don't want to see it. <clears throat> hot That's take, fair. hot take for 2022, and I've been brewing on this one for a while. Oh God, Stipe fights Arjun Bular in one championship for the title. Wow, crazy! Like nice. some crazy shit happens. 
the you know John Jones. John Jones gets the next shot after Cyril and and Francis, and Stipe feels so disrespected. And Chachi's like, "Yo, back up! Like, I'll give you the bag. Let's go. Let's go. You got next. Like, dude, it just smells like he's gonna. And let's say Derek Lewis one piece is fucking tie in the first round. Then we're talking Derek Lewis is next against fucking Cyril John Jones or dude. I'm telling you." I, I, I've been steaming on this one for a while. I really think Stipe, maybe there's a trade. Maybe this is the next time we get a trade. Maybe they send us somebody. I could I see Akra Yoon coming to the... Akra Yoon. I, I don't know who they would trade. But yeah. I mean, because if you're going to get a... If you're going to do a trade for like a guy like Stipe, you have to give up something pretty legit. Yeah, Akra Yoon, you'd have to give up like a champion. Yeah. But regardless, I just think Stipe is going to one championship to fight. That is a very hot day. Very, very, very hot. Yeah. I just think he gets fucked out of the championship. My hot take, kind of the theme of this award show, but similar to, it doesn't work into what Nil's planning out, but I think that Tai Tuivasa will get a title shot in 2022. Oh. He's going to shock the world against Derek Lewis. But if he defeats Derek Lewis... Then he jumps the line on Stipe, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. The winner of that fight jumps Stipe, and that's why he's going to one and fighting fucking Argent Buller, whoever the fuck the champ is, and he's taking him on instantly, and they're, and it's done. Stipe's just going to walk, and they're going to make him a stud. It makes way too much sense, Holy even if shit. he has fights left. Well, we got some heavyweight takes for some heavyweight fights in a Let's heavyweight go. 2022. Let's I think 2022 is going to be a massive year for the UFC. This also might be a massive year for the podcast. You might see me make my first amateur fight. Keep your eyes out. Uh, we bought this life. Yeah, hit us up if you want uh, one of these nice No Judgment Necessary t-shirts. We got a few in stock, and we'll uh, have more details on those later. So, much go, love boys. we have.